Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Sorry, I started speaking Romulan. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for twisted tongues. I'm Caleb. And I'm Locutus of Borg and Q and the Borg Queen and a Borg Cube and all of those things. (laughs) How are you, friend? Uh, I am well. I'm, uh... (sighs) <sighs> frantically overworked, but that's fine. I like it. That's good. How about you? Uh, I exist. I'm human. I can fly. I'm pilot. Uh, I, I, I live a normal life. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I'm very unexciting. That's that's what this comes down to. Cool. Yeah, I know. I guess it's the it all it all hinges upon me. I guess I'm the I'm the fulcrum upon which you've rested the the lever of your inadequacy. Yes. I took my dog to the uh, lumberyard where I work today. He was very popular. But why though? Uh, I had to stop in and finish some work before I fuck off for training for a week. Oh, so well, there you go. There. There it is. Yeah, he was really excited. He uh, got really worked up because he thought we were going to Grandma's house, but instead he he went to work and got to meet my coworkers. Uh, speaking of dogs, I met Gerald on Friday to see Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. It was a great movie. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to go see it. I think I'll I think I'll hit that up. Uh, sometime this week. All right. Well, when you do, uh, I guess we can do another special report for that. So I won't talk about it too much here. You Sweet. don't want to hear about it here. You want to watch it. What if it turned out that he was perfectly visible? He was just really fast, and also he was a blue spiky hedgehog. Oh no, no, no! I didn't see that movie again. No, no, no. You're confusing that with the Invisible <laughs> Man, starring Elizabeth Moss. Also featuring the guy from Haunting of Hill House, who was the drug addict brother. So I'm I'm worried that, uh, with the success of the Invisible Man, it's going to embolden Universal to keep trying to to make the Universal Dark Universe cinematic universe work. Sounds right. That sounds like them. That sounds like something they would try. Yeah. But eh, at least they got one on the board. Re- rem- <laughs> remember when they started trying to make a a cinematic universe with Dracula Untold, and that movie was a piece of shit. So they're like, "Oh nope, the Mummy is the start of our cinematic universe." Mm-hmm. And then no one liked it, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh nope, that that's not it." No, it uh, eventually became. Well, see, I was hoping for Russell Crowe to show up at the end of this, like in, in a post credit scene. Uh, he didn't. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna spoil that for all of you. Uh, so don't stay after the credits. There's no post credit scene of any kind. So don't worry about it. Don't even give it a second thought. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm out of banter. Let's move on to what's your swill. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. My wife is a very good wife. Um, I've been. I've been hankering for a beer. We haven't had, we haven't been keeping any beer in the house mm-hmm. for a bit, and uh, I've haven't felt like going out to purchase beer. I just always have been like, man, I could go for a beer while I'm at home in the evening. 
Uh, so she surprised me this week with a six pack of my favorite uh, Mexican beer. It is a Negra Modelo, which is uh, a dark Mexican beer. There you it's go. It's a medium-bodied lager with slow-roasted caramel malts brewed for a rich, smooth taste. I've definitely had this on the show before. Indeed. But, uh, it's it's pretty good, and it doesn't require a lime. N- nice. I, I appreciate that. Uh, speaking of limes, I'm drinking a, another gin and tonic with lime. One batch, two batch, Corona with lime. Coronavirus with lime. Come on. <laughs> Gotta get on these memes. COVID-19. <sighs> Gotta love it. I love it so much. It's okay. The dust mask will protect me, and I don't need to get my flu shot. So. I mean. Uh, hashtag American logic. Hashtag let's also not should test for anything. Yeah. It's okay. Mike Pence is on the case. I feel safer already. Somehow I feel like he's going to restrict my rights in the bedroom even more. I don't know, I don't know how, but it feels like that's what's going to happen here soon. Yeah. I don't know. I saw today that uh, whatever like financial advisor that's on the White House payroll came out and like falsely claimed that the COVID-19 outbreak is contained in the United States. Mm-hmm. Because we can't have the market crash during an election year. That's 100% true. Yes. And people are freaking out. So it's, I don't know, it's just fun, I guess, whenever the the government straight up lies. But uh, that's been... Uh, that's every government. The last 50 or 60 years, at least, that we know of. Yes. That yeah, we every, can remember. Every government lies. I'm not... I'm not yeah. You know, offended by it, you know? Everyone treats yeah. it, everyone pretends like this is the first time a government's ever lied to them, and it's just like, are you, are you stupid? Like, you, yeah. You've been alive recently? Like, the, I'm not gonna go off on a big philosophical terror, but like, yes, in, in my opinion, like, the will to exert governmental control over other people is inherently tyrannical, so. There's that. Sure. All governmental systems should be abolished, and uh, people should live in the woods. I'm fine with that. I understand. (laughs) Uh, Hey, what's the news? What's news, pussycat? Oh, shit, it's mail time. Sorry, I'll never do that again. Sorry, I'm in the middle of trying to find uh, an intimidate incineroar. Hmm. And I don't... Uh, okay, here's one. And it requires an incineroar that's impossible to get. Good, good. I'm really happy that these people are allowed to keep posting shit like this on, on the GTS. Uh, Proud of you guys? Oh, well, I can breed one. I have one in my bank that was a distribution that has its hidden ability. Ooh, yeah, I could use it. Sweet. Uh, I can have it to you probably Wednesday evening. That's That's fine. Uh oh here here's uh here's the news. I have a bunch of Pokemon stuff up right now for reasons. <laughs> All right, uh our first story is that Taika Waititi will direct or write direct and executive produce two anime the series based on Roald Dahl works. Uh the first is based on the world uh, and characters of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the second is going to be an original work based around the origins of the Oompa Loompas. So really two based around the world and characters of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Technically, but boy, fuck you, the BFG, uh, fuck you, James and the Giant Peach. Those are coming. F- fuck you, other Roald Doll works that I should remember but don't because uh, I haven't been a child for twenty years. Correct, but those are coming. They did say Netflix did say to uh, <laughs> and, and there's more old women are coming and, and they're, they're going to cross quick. attack these two animated series. And what are you going to do then? Uh, it's Taika Waititi, Oompa Loompa, Tomato Monster, Armada brothers who are just regular brothers running in an animated series on Netflix. Sure. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, Ragnarok has been renewed for a second season. Uh, the Norwegian original. Oh, wow. I yeah, completely you, you, butchered you, that. <laughs> you really bonered that up, spelling Norwegian. Uh, the Norwegian original premiered on one thirty one twenty, January 31st for, uh, for all you normies. It's a six week renewal. That's a, that's a hit show. Yeah. Um, I've actually been hearing a lot about it. I haven't sat down to watch it yet, but, uh, this has piqued my interest. Let me tell you something. There are so many series sitting in my queue right now that I just don't, like, I haven't watched at all. That's why we need to fucking incorporate and just hire like six more correspondents so we can keep up on things. Also, give us more money, everybody, so we can do such things. Yeah. Put on your salesman cap, Mr. Brennick. I, I, I would love to stop doing actual work and do this instead as my real job. I mean, this is actual work. It's just. It's a different yeah. kind. It's a kind that yeah. we don't consider actual work yet until we actually like do it for actual work. Yeah, we just do it because we hate ourselves. Uh, speaking um, of hating ourselves, yeah. uh, Aging and the Queen has been canceled after one season. Uh, the original starring Fuck. Ruth Paul premiered on uh, one ten twenty or uh, January tenth, twenty twenty, for you normies. Nef- hash- hashtag Netflix hates gay content. It's true. Uh, I think I said at the end of that review, I don't know how they do a season two. Like, I feel like it just left I off. I don't in know a fine how spot. they follow it up. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Like, I, I know the hashtag renew AJ and the Queen is uh, brewing and possibly has started already, but, like, I don't. I, I'd rather a show die, like, while it was good rather than, you know, uh, keep yeah. going until it becomes supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> fucking supernatural. So like, uh, yeah, I like they did what they said they were going to do. They were going to take a cross country RV trip and find uh, AJ's mom or find her grandpa, and then like it turns out she gets returned to her mom. So yeah. so I don't know. Um, this show is like the Get Down. It's uh something that was just a weird flash in the pan thing that wasn't really well received on a wide basis i don't think but Mm -hmm. that i personally will continue to cherish for years to come so i think what's interesting about this is it's been well as of release date it'll be a a, an eight-week cancellation which means like it wasn't bad enough to just immediately kill but it also was like not good enough that they were just going to like give it a blank check and be like, here, do whatever you want with it. So right. there was possibly negotiations and then people sides couldn't meet in, in some sort of middle ground. So it just got canceled. OK, uh, hit me with that U.S. top 10 for this week. Sure. Uh, as we said last week, we're looking at we're looking for validation in episode topics. Uh, so uh, the top 10 was. The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez, which is a true crime show, which uh, basically you have to send us screeners in order for us to do those. So there's that. <laughs> uh, two is Love is Blind, which Ashley talked about. Three, The Angry Birds Movie 2. Okay. What? Four, yeah, I know. Uh, four, I Am Angry Not Okay Birds With This. Angry Birds 2, Angrier Birds. Yeah. Uh, four, I Am Not Okay With This, the show that I now have to watch because apparently it's set in Pittsburgh, which is okay. Uh, five, Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. There we go. Uh, six, all the bright places. Seven, altered carbon. Eight, life as we know it. Nine, Pete Davidson alive from New York, and ten, Kung Fu Panda two. So yeah. mostly originals on there, except for Angry Birds movie two and Kung Fu Panda two. That's such a bizarre curveball. Ooh, vindication here. Uh, in the top ten series, number ten was Unabomber. In his own words, we did it. Nice. That's us. We we did that. You're exclusively. welcome. Yeah. You're welcome for the free promotion that all you had to do was just send us screeners. Take note, everybody. Okay, well, let's hop over to downstream. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! And uh, this is the part of the show where uh, we find out Caleb was too busy to watch trailers. So tell me about trailers that are coming out. Sure. 
the first is for Blood Ride. Uh, and according to the synopsis in the trailer, uh, a silent Blood driver takes his ocean. doomed passengers towards an unknown destination. See their stories in this thrilling new horror anthology. Take your seat for Blood Ride, streaming Friday the 13th, yeah. March. So the passengers are in purgatory. I'm calling that now. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Uh, it's a horror anthology series, so think like the Crypt Keeper, but not. Yeah, like, uh, man, do you remember the Tales from the Dark Side movie? Mm-mm. That movie was cool. I think that's what it's called. It's also a foreign series. It doesn't say uh, from where. Uh, oh, there's that O with a, a strike through it, so it's probably Scandinavian. Uh. That's how I assume. Oop, here we go. Yep, Scandinavian TV show. There we go. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks so much. Nice. Uh, it looks interesting. I don't know. Uh, they didn't really go into the stories too much, so. Uh, yeah. Watch it if you want. Uh, it comes out this Friday. Uh, the next trailer is for, uh, The English Game. Uh, this is also a series about, uh, soccer? I think here, let me, let me describe this for you. Uh, from Downton Abbey creator and Gosford park writer, Julian fellows. Yeah, that's right. His name is Julian fellows. Uh, based on true events, this 19th century drama follows two footballers on opposite sides of a class divide who changed the game and England forever. Uh, hmm. This has, uh, the pompous kid from, uh, Kingsman, the golden circle and Kingsman, uh, the secret service. Uh, in it, uh, he's very good at playing a pompous guy, so that's why they got him to be the pompous guy in this, too. Uh, this looks average. I, I I don't know. Whatever. It's it's going to be a show about soccer. I don't, I don't care. Sorry, soccer people. Soccer is, uh, fine. Football. Football. Adidas. Uh, the next trailer is for Unorthodox. Uh, uh, in pursuit of self-determination, a young woman leaves her ultra-Orthodox Jewish community in New York City to start a new life in Berlin. Oof. Uh, but just as she starts to find her own way, the past begins to catch up with her. This is a series inspired by Deborah Feldman's New York Times best-selling book, Unorthodox. And it looks like it stars uh, Shira Hosh, Jeff Wilbush, and Amit Rahav. Uh, this actually is probably the most interesting thing so far. Uh, it, it, like, it's different. Like, it, it's just, I don't know. I feel like we get a lot of these now where it's like, okay, women have been, like, put down because of the society they live in. So now they have to break out. And, like, that's good and fine. Like, she actually becomes, like, her own person as opposed to, like, part of this community. And then uh, the community comes to find her and that kind of stuff. And. She doesn't really know what to do with her hands because now she has freedom. So it's just like, oh, oh she she's just like doing whatever feels right for her. Uh, so, yeah, that's, All right. th that's that. Uh, and then the final trailer, which is probably the, the one that will have the most uh, mainline appeal, is for the platform. Uh, inside a vertical prison system, inmates are assigned to a level and forced to ration food from a platform that moves between the floors. Uh, directed by Galder hmm. Gaz, oh my God, this is so Spanish. Uh, Gaztuela, whatever. Uh, Galder. Uh, the platform is a twisted social allegory about mankind at its darkest and hungriest. So it's a metaphor for the economy, man. It's a metaphor for trickle down economics, which, as everyone should know, don't work. But Ronald Reagan. But I'm but I'm a boomer, and Reagan was the best president ever. Correct. This was already released, uh, and it's only being distributed uh, by Netflix in countries outside of, I believe, Spain. So, uh, yeah, it's a Spanish movie. It uh, originally released in 2019, and then uh, Netflix just has the international distribution rights to it. So, hmm. uh, if you want to find reviews for it, I'm sure they exist. Uh, just get your Google Translate on. Fuck, I wish Ronald Reagan was still alive so I could punch Nancy Reagan in the face in front of him. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that's some of the wildest shit I've said in a while. Sure. Uh, tell me about Grace and Frankie during Quick Hits, a segment. Uh, we, we started season two. I think we were about three or four episodes in. It's still good. Uh, Saul finally told, uh, Robert, I, I wanted to call him Martin, but I'm like, no, his name's Martin Sheen. Come on, idiot. Uh, Robert about his infidelity and that's about where we left off. So, I don't know. It's interesting. It's a, it's a show. It's a show about things. It's a show about olds. Let me tell you something yeah. about the olds. They need to get the fuck away from the grocery store when I go there. Dear sweet fucking Jesus, do I, if I get trapped behind another old person in the goddamn grocery store going down an aisle, I'm going to, like, just kill myself. They need to put a fucking HOV lane in the grocery store for people who can walk. Or we just need to have an old person grocery store. An, an old person grocery store that's open from uh, 3 a.m. to 8 a.m., which mm-hmm. is their most active hours. Yes. 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 Uh, and they exclusively take payment in the form of coupons. You have to show your driver, well, your government ID, uh, because for all we know, you, your your child is driving you because you lost access yeah. to your driver's license. Yeah, you have, you have you to show them your children. AARP card. Yeah. Uh, 65 and over, and you, you, get stu- you get that supermarket. And it's just basically like brand. There's nothing but brand there. <laughs> You get you can get some brain with raisins. It's all brain and prunes. Brain with raisins and heavy brain with cream. Raisins, uh, that kind of stuff. You know, old people fodder and oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, applesauce. What other foods can you eat with no teeth? A lot of juices. You can drink. You can eat, drink a lot of juices. Like, yeah, uh, but no, no exotic juices. Like no, no, no. Apple and pomegranate. Orange. Yeah, no, it's yeah. just apple and orange. And then you get your vitamin C supplements because you think that that's what stops the STDs in your nursing home. But it doesn't. Fuck you, old people. We can say it because you don't listen. You don't know what a podcast is. I think the oldest person who listens to our show is my mom. And she's encroaching upon this age. So yeah. uh, get ready for my new idea, Mom. 65 and o- over uh, grocery stores. <laughs> this is for somebody like yeah. you who just lackadaisically just wanders through the fucking grocery store being like, I don't have shit to do today. Fuck everybody else who has a list. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have a list and I can be in and out in like 10 minutes. Yeah. It, it, meanwhile, millennials are lazy. I just I just want to get my shit and go. But like the, there was like 45 old people like conga lining with each other. And I'm just like, you're all in the way of the fucking cottage cheese, which Ashley wants for some reason for her lasagna. I don't know why she wants her co- or, or cottage cheese. Yes. She wants cottage cheese. For her Ashley, lasagna. you're a fucking monster. Who she said, she said cottage cheese. I'm like, wait, you mean ricotta? And she went, no, I mean cottage cheese. You'll see. And I'm like, what? I don't know if I want to now. What the fuck? So, so yeah. And then she's like, get me, get me mozzarella. And I'm like, do you want the low moisture stuff? And she's like, I don't, I don't know why I would want that. And I'm like, because then your lasagna doesn't become a soupy fucking mess. Because it's a lasagna. It's fucking wet. It's a wet spaghetti cake. Don't worry, Caleb. I tried. Instead, we have cottage cheese. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Do not be told what groceries to buy when you were the shopper. If she wants to make her nasty sin lasagna, fucking uh, 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 an aberration before God, <laughs> fucking she can go buy the shit for it. I almost wanted to make my own because I've seen videos online of how to do it. Yeah, yeah, make thing. a good one and yeah. then compare it to her nasty soup lasagna. No, no, no. I mean, like just ricotta. Like I can make just ricotta at home. You you need like I think it's like heavy cream, uh, like some vinegar, and then you need to like bring up to two hundred, and then fucking turn off the heat and let it curdle, and then yeah, let the bacteria do their part. Yeah, and then and then you strain it, you keep the whey because you want the whey, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you you got ragat, but no, Caleb, cottage <sighs> cheese. That's nothing. 
I'm hoping I hope I'm saying this loud enough that she comes in here and says, "What the fuck are you complaining about?" <laughs> to which I would just say back to her, "Cottage cheese." I can't wait till she listens to this and I get tweet blasted. She's going to yell at me first. And be like, "What the fuck are you do you mean?" Well, she's going to be like, "Did I not make delicious lasagna?" And I'll probably be like, "Man, eh, maybe." We'll see. We'll see how this is. I'm going to give her some yeah. constructive criticism. Me, hmm. Maybe if she's just like putting the uncooked noodles in there and baking it so that like the noodles suck soak up the moisture and like cook in the sauce. Maybe I don't know. Is that something? I, I, I don't know. All I can tell you is this. I made my own sauce uh like a week or two ago. Uh you know, I cooked up my uh my fillet bits. Or my or was it sirloin? I think it was sirloin bits. And then, you know, took them out. And then made my sauce using that as the base. And now it sits in the fridge and it's good sauce. And I know it's good sauce. So she's going to use my good sauce with her uh, for, stupid for this, cheese. For this aberrant <laughs> fucking lasagna adjacent food item. Don't worry, everybody. I will tweet out with this episode what I thought of the lasagna. I will take a picture <laughs> of it and include it with the episode link. So go go to our Twitter or uh, our, our Instagram. And see see what the the thing is. What the verdict? That's it. That's the word I was looking for. Verdict. Uh, fuck. I don't I don't know how to follow this up. So let me just raise my beer and say, "Here's to the finest crew in Starfleet." This is uh, the third part of our continuing series. Caleb watches Star Trek. Oh, see, you didn't write that down, so I just assumed we could like complain about olds and actually using cottage cheese and lasagna for the rest of our lives. Oh, well, we will anyway. Oh, sure. Okay. Just making sure. Sorry. So, Go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to highlight a couple of the episodes that I thought were neat. Uh, the first being 11001001, which is episode 15 of season one. So this concerns a group of beings called the binars who are like uh they're they're like these purple humanoid creatures that basically evolved in like their evolution was heavily influenced by their use of computers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they can communicate with one another in basically binary uh so they're always in pairs and they I don't know. They came on to the Enterprise to, like, optimize the computer and stuff, but they end up fucking carjacking the Enterprise and flying it back to their home world. Uh, So, like, Riker and Picard are going to, uh, like, storm the bridge, basically, and try to take them out. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, like, they, they beam onto the bridge, and these dudes are just, like, collapsed there, fucking... In a heap, like, oh, we're dying, help us. Uh, so, uh, it turns out that the computer on their homeworld was, like, integrated with their brains, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, like, a fucking solar flare fucked it up. Sure. So, like, uh, Picard and Riker had to reboot the computer to, like, save this entire race of people. Because they were, like, that integrated with their systems. Uh, it's an interesting concept. So, uh, that that was kind of neat. Uh, the next one that I want to highlight is episode 17, titled When the Bow Breaks. This is about a mythical planet called Aldea, mm-hmm. which is, uh, have you seen the, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie or no. read the book? Okay. Uh it kind of reminded me of that. Like in in Hitchhiker's Guide, there's a legendary planet called Magrathia that they're searching for. Um similar concept. This is like supposedly a society with such advanced technology that they could cloak the existence of their entire planet. Mm-hmm. Uh and they kind of, you know, in classic Star Trek fashion, fucking stumble upon it randomly. Like their technology is so advanced that like for well obviously they can cloak the planet but then like Mm -hmm. 
they can beam themselves in and out of the Enterprise by their own power, like even though the shields are up, which like isn't supposed to happen. Hmm. Uh, so they just like come in and they're like, hey, we need some help. Can you help us? And Picard's like, sure, that's kind of my job. Right. And uh, they're like, hey, cool. Um, we'll work out a trade for this later, but we're going to take all of the children from all of the families on your ship and kidnap them. Uh, and okay. come to find, they come to find out that, like, uh, because of the planet cloaking technology, they, like, fucked up their ozone layer. So, like, they, like, everybody on the planet had advanced radiation poisoning, uh, which rendered them sterile. So they needed children to continue their society. But they're just like, you guys are idiots. The, that's, like, the the children are going to get the same thing, and they're mm-hmm. not going to have children. So it was like a hitchhiker's guide to the children of men. Uh, neat, neat episode. Uh, also like the computer that like took care of the planet and everything. And like was the central focal point of their society. It's mm-hmm. called the custodian. Um, but it was such an advanced computer that like it's been self-sustaining for like thousands of years and like everybody in their society forgot how to do everything because the computer just fucking did everything for them right uh so i don't know it at the end of it it's like hey we gotta we gotta treat you for your radiation poisoning since you don't have a fucking ozone layer we gotta rebuild your ozone layer so that you can start having viable children and then fucking learn how to take care of yourselves. So. Hmm. Uh, so at the end of the episode, the planet uh, has to forego their invisibility cloak in order to continue their society. Um, And the other one that I thought was kind of neat is called Coming of Age. It's episode 19. And it's about Wesley Crusher taking his Starfleet entrance exam. So it kind of gives you more, like, more of a inside baseball of, like, how Starfleet operates. So right. it's, like, him and three other candidates that are competing to see which one from this particular planet will be entered into the Academy that year. And the other three are just like told hey better luck next time so i don't know and and obviously like it's fucking wesley crusher who is like the mary sue of the story so far right so he does like all this amazing shit but he's really worried because there's like a psychological part where it's like hey you have to go in this room and based on the psych profile we worked up for you, we're going to, uh, like, make your biggest fear happen, and you're going to have to face your fears. Um, Which, like, his whole thing is, like, um, which the show hasn't really fully explored this yet, but uh, Wesley Crusher's dad had died because of a decision that Picard made on a mm-hmm. mission. Mm-hmm. Where it basically was like, I can sacrifice one man to save a hundred, or just, like, everything will blow up in my face. So, like, he made that decision, which led to his dad dying. And, like, it turned out that his biggest fear was, like, if he would be able to be decisive enough to make that kind of a call. So that's kind of the, the situation that they simulate for his test, but... sure. Uh, yeah, it's neat. I, I very much like the show. I've said that already many times, but, uh, so this series of me talking about this isn't going to end very soon. So I hope you like it. I know Julio loves it. Hooray. And that's it. Uh, oh, I also watched that pokemon happy birthday thing it really is just all the it's from the x and y series and uh 
It's just Ash and Serena and fucking whoever was in that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamont? Is that a character? Who's the electric type gym leader? Oh, I don't even... Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Uh, they're just singing the birthday song and, like, Pikachu's dancing around and... It's like, okay, that's something. Sounds that's great. exactly what I thought. So, uh, why don't we hop into a break where we can yell about Ashley's l- sick, disgusting, nasty lasagna, and uh, we'll come back and talk about our main review, Spencer Confidential. Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Dan, it's time to hop into our main review, which is a movie called Spencer Confidential. Mm-hmm. This is number one on Netflix as of me watching it last night. It's also um, number one on Netflix as of me watching it this morning. Hooray. Uh, this is directed by Peter Berg, written by Sean O'Keefe, and Brian Helgeland. Uh, stars Mark Wahlberg, Winston Duke, and Alan Arkin. Uh, this currently sits at a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. And the logline for this is, when two Boston police officers are murdered, ex-cop Spencer teams up with his no-nonsense roommate, Hawk, to take down criminals. Dan, give me a hot take on Spencer Confidential. It's fine. I don't know, I like a lot of elements of it, but like it doesn't do anything particularly well, it doesn't do anything particularly bad. It's just like a very even movie. I think the, the worst part about it is the way they marketed the movie. Which is that it was going to be like this big, over the top, like kind of action movie. And it's oh, really no. just like an investigation drama with action bits. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To me, this is more than fine, but, uh, I don't know. It, it seems like they took a couple notes from like old film noir detective stories where it's like, uh, you know, your your leading guy goes into a place, gets the shit kicked out of him, but he comes out with a little bit more information than he had before. Mm-hmm. And like uh, the the foil to him or I guess sidekick character is more accurate. Um, it kind of directly refers to that at one point. Like, yeah. hey, you always get the shit kicked out of you, but you learn something new every time. Uh, also in this. Uh, Still shot on IMDb, the creases in Mark Wahlberg's forehead look like the mathematical symbol for pi, so that's something. He's very old. He's getting very, very, very old. Yeah. it's It's been a lot of days since the Funky Bunch, so. Um, I thought this was pretty good. The, the mystery actually engaged me, and, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have it figured out all right away mm-hmm. which is nice you want you want a mystery to kind of lead you along for a bit but um yeah i had fun with this i i actually put my phone down and fucking watched the movie <laughs> so the, and that's always a good thing yeah i mean it's what it i don't say it's whatever but like mark Wahlberg's fine in this but i feel like everybody else is just kind of like very flat very thin in terms of character development. Like they don't like, it's just like these are these people. And like Mark Wahlberg has the most amount of stuff to do. Uh, next is like Winston Duke who like gets a few yeah. things to do, but I have no idea what his character is all about. And then like Alan Arkin and I- Eliza something. 
I don't know what the fuck her last name is, but uh, this yeah, is like never, never heard of her before. I think it's Eliza Schlesinger. Yeah, sure, that that. Uh, she's a comedian. She's done several specials on Netflix. So Netflix is probably just like, eh, give her a role. Who cares? Yeah, have her just do a comedic Boston accent. It'll be fine. I don't know. I I actually liked Hawk quite a bit. Um, you'll I do probably too. recognize Winston Duke as. Uh, Mbaku from Black Panther. He was the guy that said this will be the end of Wakanda. He also was uh, the dad in Us. Yeah, I haven't seen Us yet, but Mm. I know that's uh, an oversight on my part. It also fucking took me forever to see Get Out, so. Shane. Everything I'm going to say, like, this, this movie is about as even as it could be. Like, I was engaged which is the nice thing I can say about it. Like, I was engaged. I watched it the whole time. I went, okay, these things are happening. This is okay. I, I was never like, wait, what? But, but what? I was never confused. Uh, the only thing I'm confused about is are certain plot beats that we can get into in a spoiler section. But otherwise, like, it's it's a, it's a fine movie. I, I, I remember looking at this and going, <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be awful. And I came out of it being like, oh, man, that was, that was all right. I, I, I had a time with that. I, I bet I know what your rating is. I can't imagine what my rating is going to be at all. Yeah. I bet I know what yours is too. What uh? Do you want to say each other's? Yeah, your yours is a three and a half. Yes, yours is a three. Correct. Wow, we did it, everybody. Okay. Um. Well, let's get into spoilers. Thank Let me you. just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like- no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, yet. but the ending is awesome. So if I could just Son play of the bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. Alright, I don't understand the overall. Like, I, I, I understood the plot. I don't understand its motivation. Like, why are there corrupt cops? What are they trying to get out of this, like, other than money? Like, is money. there anything other than money? It's, it's, pol- anytime you see police corruption, especially in movies, like, the motivation is money. Money in the acquisition of political power, which is money. Sure. So, like, I don't know. Uh, so they were, they were trying to uh, funnel drug money in in, like launder it through a casino that they were trying to build on the site of like a defunct dog track in baston baston yes this movie Um, is set in baston by the way yeah i don't know if you guys are able to tell that based off of everyone's accent but it's set in baston yeah uh so mark Wahlberg, uh before he went to jail um uh, the movie's called spencer confidential i was like what's the name of his fucking character oh Spencer. So Mr. Confidential, um, (laughs) before he went to jail, uh, beat the fuck out of his police captain Mm -hmm. uh, because said police captain beat the fuck out of his wife. And Mark Wahlberg was like, well, I'm not down with that. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything this movie reinforces, it's that we're just going to let cops continue on their shitty behavior because, you know, God forbid. God forbid they it's, actually face real consequences unless it's the they whole try to system, man. Unless they try and, uh, to stop consequences. And and Mark Wahlberg has to be the the agent of justice in this case cuz the FBI is already on the trail of these people but you know they don't want to fucking do anything and Mark Wahlberg's like the FBI never fucking does anything. They just keep you know shifting pieces back and forth and it's this whole fucking game that they're playing and who knows what the fucking end goal of it is. So you know, they there's no real justice unless we go out in the street and take it mm-hmm. with our guns yes. and our fists yes. and our stolen trucks that there's no consequence for at the end of the movie. Right. That's the thing, is we all know who did it. We all know who beat the fuck out of these people and maimed them and all this yeah. other shit. And, and Mark Wahlberg does many, many crimes for he, which he does not pay at the end of the movie. He is a convicted felon. He wields a weapon at one point. Yeah. Like, how? Yeah, he just has guns. How and he's is like, this legal? He's like, here, Winston Duke, have some guns that I have. Who, Winston Duke let, is let's also go a steal convicted this big felon. Rig. He murdered somebody. Yeah. 
This movie on a realism scale, zero. Like, little, literal zero. But, like, on an entertainment level, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, like, whatever. Well, that's the th- it's like a It's like a fucking old-timey cowboy movie where, like, they round up a posse, and at the end of it, you know, the sheriff's just like, Oh, you boys stay out of trouble now, but good job this time, but next time I'll shoot you as dead. Yeah, so they move on to the next fucking town. Yeah. To, yeah, in order and to at the end of the movie, justice. it's like, oh, hey, here's this guy who's being set up for another crime. Sequel, maybe? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed to I wouldn't to be mad sequel. about it. No. I, you know, Spencer Confidential 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, or, I'm S- sorry, Firehouse Boogaloo. Uh, Spencer Confidential 2, Miss Confidentiality. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Starring Sandra Bullock. I, I would have just... Does that joke track? Yes. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I... All I wanted really from the villain character, who was Driscoll, who was his partner the whole time. Uh, it was his partner the whole fucking time. I couldn't believe it. I could believe it, but like, it, it made sense. But my problem with him, I just needed a little, like, I understand money and that kind of shit and like having power and that kind of stuff. I just wanted him to be like, bitch, do you know how hard it is to put a kid through college today yeah. on a policeman's salary? Like on, on a cop's salary? Like, of course I'm going to get scratched on the side. This is kind of dark, but, like, what I really wanted was, like, whenever Driscoll's like, hey, bring us our drugs and money, or I'm going to shoot your friend Henry, played by Alan Arkin, who mm-hmm. is a delight in this movie. Oh, yes. Um, I wanted Mark Wahlberg to reply, hey, let him go, or I'm going to go shoot your son in the face. Because, like, he drove to the fucking guy's house and was like, hey, your family's easy to get to, you know? Um, I don't know. But, like, but, like we can't have our incorruptible hero do shit like that. And, like, right. Mark Wahlberg's basically, like, a Lone Ranger stand-in in this where, like, you know, he doesn't always play by the rules, but he's the the perfect moral figure. He's, uh... He's he's a representative of like true justice. He in this. is n- mm, lawful, not evil, but I guess like not lawful neutral, basically. Like, and th- and that's about as far as we can go with pro- a protagonist in this. Like, if we go to like lawful evil, we really can't. Yeah. I mean, so you can he even does consider lawful- him lawful good in a society that's chaotic neutral. Well, here's my pro- here's my th- here's my thought. Like he goes around, or he, he wields evil. he wields weapons. Uh, he uh, tortured a dude in a foot spa, you know, by trying to drown him in a foot spa. I yeah. feel like he does. Yeah, he basically he waterboarded do. a fat guy. Yeah, let's talk Who, about that. I originally thought that fat guy was going to be the the t- the cop that gave him shit at the beginning of the movie. You know, when Driscoll shows up after the captain gets murdered, like, Driscoll's like, yeah. yo, uh, where were you last night? Oh, you were here? All right, let's go. And the, the other detective's like, but wait, what? Why are we letting this guy go? Like, I thought it was going to be that guy, and we were going to have, like, oh, this guy's trying to play moral platitudes with Mark Wahlberg, but it turns out he's just as corrupt as everybody else. And then, no, that guy just disappears forever, and he never comes back in the movie. Holy fuck. I didn't realize it because of the way they shot the movie but uh on imdb they have like uh photos from the premiere and stuff fucking winston duke is so much bigger than mark Wahlberg. oh yeah that dude's massive <laughs> he's he's basically like a gigantic truck in a suit um which i love the part where they're helping that one woman out and like her kid's like, are you a giant? And he's like, yes. And the kid's like, are you a good one or a bad one? Can you help me move my bed? Yeah, Winston Duke, <laughs> like, I mean, you you know it if you've seen Black Panther and you've seen M'Baku and you're just like, oh, this dude will fuck somebody up. But like, yeah, I don't know why they shot him so small. Like, he just looks like he's he's obviously bigger than Mark Wahlberg, but he just looks so small compared to him. Yeah. Like, or small compared to like well, M'Baku. I don't know. The they they did shot. the same shit with... uh with Jack Reacher, with Tom Cruise, because, like, Tom Cruise is, what, like, 5'4", five, 5'6", five, maybe? Something like that. Um, and, like, you know, in the novels, at least, Jack Reacher, I think they explicitly say he's, like, 6'2". 
So they just shot around him being a tiny, tiny man. Yeah, they had, like, people run next to him in, like, trenches or something. So that way it would shorten them up, make him look taller. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I don't, like, you, I think Winston Duke is, like, 6'8", something like that. Like, something ridiculous. Like, just let him be, like, the big hoss. And you finally see him be the big hoss in the in the final action scene. Like, he just, like, yeah. walks up to dudes and they're just, he just, like... Puts one guy through a fucking wall, which was awesome. Like, I thought the action, especially with Winston Duke, was awesome. Give Winston Duke his own action movie, please. Yeah. You know what I want to see Winston Duke do is, um, I want to see him be the person that Michael B. Jordan fights in the next Creed movie. I want him to be the Clubber Lang of the Creed series, who just, like, wholesale whoops Michael B. Jordan's ass. But then he has to dig deep and find the eye of the tiger. I'd be fine with that. I, gu- I guess they already kind of did that story with fucking Drago too, but... Yeah. No, yeah, I'd be fine with that. I'd be good with that. It was fun seeing Mark Maron in this movie. Yeah, even if it was for a bit. I mean, yeah. I'm a journalist. Cool. I, I like I liked his character of the, the jaded reporter who uh, knows that the story's not going to get any traction. That's my favorite part, is that... Wahlberg just continues providing evidence to people, and they're just like, "Nope, not gonna work. We need more." And then he's just like, "What like, the if, fuck if are I gave you, you a about? video of them holding the drugs, saying I did the crime, you would say that it was uh, made under duress and yeah. doctored." <laughs> if I if I showed up to the police station and them in handcuffs, drugs in hand, you'd say it was coerced. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, all right, I have to have irrefutable proof that these people did this thing. So I guess I'm just going to go to the the dog track, uh, yeah. beat the fuck out of them, and then just tie them up next to the drugs and the money. And, and he fucking, <laughs> fucking puts a sign on the drugs that says not fake news and then, like, live streams it. Incredible. <laughs> uh, I love how... <laughs> Fucking action movies are taking the piss out of the the fake news time period. It's like, okay, I guess we have to have another act where we beat up some bad guys more Mm because now, like, nobody thinks the bad guys are the bad guys. And oh yeah, it's it's difficult to tell people like, oh, you're yeah, cops are bad. Like, I mean, we see it now with like body cam footage and, and like bystander footage. Yeah. It's just interesting, like, in modern times, like, I don't know, There, there's, like, Mark Wahlberg is the, the incorruptible good guy, but he's also an ex-con, but, like, the the good guys are bad guys and stuff, and, like, I don't know. Yeah, and he's only an ex-con because he beat up a wife beater. That's really yeah. it. Who also was, like, burying a, a murder investigation that would have blown his fucking drug trafficking case wide open. Yeah. I mean, it's unknown why he beat his wife. I don't think it's really important why he beat he his wife. Because he was drunk. Yeah. Uh, and his wife was even like, no, get off of him. Don't kill him. Even though he beat me. Which You uh, can't take him to jail. I love him. <laughs> uh, no. I can't take him to jail. I love him. That's an attempt at a Boston accent. Get off my bad. husband. My name's B- Becky Lynn. That's what really pissed me off about this movie is uh, Mark Wahlberg's crazy fucking ex-girlfriend didn't have the middle name of Lynn. Which you, which like it, it spoiler for anybody who doesn't understand uh, having the middle name Lynn or like having a name slash Lynn uh, automatically means you're white trash. That's how that works. <laughs> See the movie Ted. Oh, it's a white trash name. Yeah. Was it any of those names with a Lin after it? Yes. yes. <laughs> <sighs> uh, we rated this thing already. I mean, uh, yeah. there, there it is, everybody. Uh, hope you enjoyed the movie. Uh, yeah. You could have done worse. You could have watched. Yeah. I'll recommend it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a bad movie on Netflix right now that like recently came out, but then I realized I haven't watched any bad movies on Netflix recently, so. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I just watched The Coldest Game. You could have watched The Coldest Game as opposed to Spencer Confidential. And that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, no tremors because we don't know how to effectively communicate with each other despite the fact that 
uh, in front of me, I have sitting uh, LLC paperwork. Oh shit! I lied. I'm a fucking werewolf. Yep. Um, my 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 landlord came up to me and was like, "Hey, is this you?" And like, handed me the thing, and I was like, "Yes, that's us. That's that's the paperwork that I need. Thank you for not asking more <laughs> questions than what you asked because the name is ridiculous." Was it was it addressed to Daleb and Can? Yes, it, da- literally addressed to Daleb and Can Productions LLC at my address. Nice. So there it is. How wonderful! I know, right? Uh, so Caleb, what are we doing next week? Well, next week we're going to talk about Castlevania season three, and I guess on the back of that we're going to talk about Tremors. Sure. Uh. Still need to catch up. I need to do a rewatch of seasons one and two of Castlevania. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I'm too busy training Pokemon. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't do anything. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 my whole excuse for not having watched more than Grace and Frankie. Well, uh, we've enjoyed being your hosts for today's proceedings. Dan, tell them stuff. Uh. You can find us on social medias at Netflix and Swill everywhere. You can also head to our website, netflixandswill.com. That's where you can find links to the show, where you can listen to us on uh, a podcatcher that isn't the one you're currently listening to us on, or you can just search Netflix and Swill on those. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. We haven't done any guest spots recently. Uh, I was supposed to do a couple, but then uh, things happened, so those are on hold for now, but yeah, I uh, if you like us, you can either drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or you can give us uh, some some money uh, over on Patreon in order to listen to some sweet bonus content, such as Dan Makes Ashley Watch. And if you don't like us, get the fuck out of here. That's correct. Uh, we're going to do Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, this week. So uh, if you want to catch up on all the Star Wars-related uh, content before we get to that, uh, please feel free. We We won't be mad yeah. at you. If you give us money. <laughs> I'm so excited for uh, your your series to peak with the Star Wars movie that people like, and then to just gradually slide back down the slope. Oh, I know. We, we will have hit three movies that everyone likes and then move back to who the fuck knows what. <sighs> I hope she hates Return of the Jedi. I really do. Yeah, we'll see. She's She's already bracing herself for Ewoks, so... We'll find out in two weeks' time. Okay. If you uh, talk about Jedi and don't say Yubnub 47 times during your review to piss her off, uh, I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> okay. Yubnub. <laughs> Yubnub. I, I, I screamed Hootini at least five times when when the fucking Jawas were on screen. So. Hootini! And I'm like, oh, there they are. It's just things that say Houtini for no reason. No one knows what that means. <laughs> oh, shit. It was, yeah, that was, uh, like, bring your child to work day. And George Lucas was like, fuck it. They can be in the movie, fuck too. It, put them in the movie. Who cares? Put them, put them in the movie. Put some more shit over there. Put a Ronto on there and a do-back. Look, there's a, look, there's a stormtrooper on a Bantha. Let's put it, let's put it on the screen for some reason. <laughs> Let's have this dinosaur no, walk it. in front put, of the speeder. Put one of these kids inside this trash can and make them walk around going gonk. Gonk. George Lucas, you ruined your own movies uh after the fact that they were made. You 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 ruined them in like post post production. I don't know why you did that, but congratulations, you fucking dipshit. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, well. Go go forth and try not to watch any shitty movies, I guess. Live long and prosper. Yeah. Until next week, this is Caleb saying, number one, engage.
Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.